Yeah, and I'm here again with Rusty Shackelford, and he has some interesting information he acquired or stories he wants to tell me this week. Man, we're going to get to it, but it is jarring stuff. It's disturbing stuff, but also really entertaining stuff. No, very, very entertaining. Yeah, it's like not like I enjoy like racism or homophobia, but I do have like a almost like certain appreciation for how antiquated it is. Well, as like it a, absolutely, a at this character. point, is is so antiquated. And it's like even if you feel that way, like these days, it's like don't say any of that out loud ever. Yeah, I know. Like it's like it's like you'll either offend like a lot of people, which is what happens. Or it's like you'll have somebody kind of be into it and agree with you, and they're the biggest. And they're piece the of biggest shit, shit ever because they're outing that they agree with your way of thinking. <laughs> okay, so I gotta think of a name uh, like an alias from. We'll call him J. Rock. No, no, we'll call him Mr. X. Mr. X. Oh, I like that. I from feel like Simpsons. he was like that. from the Simpsons. Remember? Wait, what? What's Mr. X on the Simpsons? When Homer was like, leaving oh yeah, the... yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um. So. I feel like at this point it's been maybe three months that I've known him. Uh-huh. And I meet him at this uh, after-hours uh, spot. It's cool. It's, it's expensive to get in, but once you're in, all the drinks are free, and you can go till 4.30, which is sick, and they have, like, DJs playing till then. Oh, this is the place that gives us cigarettes, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That, um, that, that, that one shut down. Oh, I really missed that one. But that, that one only went till 3. Oh, that's interesting. But, yeah, this one, it's like it goes all fucking night. Um, and, it, and it's a badass place. It's really cool. Um, so uh, earlier in the night, because um, you can smoke weed in there, and so I had my vape top of the line, yeah, top like platinum shelf uh, shit. And uh, this girl comes up to me and is basically like, "Is that Murphy wanna? Like, can I have some?" I'm like, "Sure." And then uh, she was like, "Cause I think she was like rolling or like on something, and it like leveled her out." And then like she was talking to me for a minute, but then she was like, "I want you to meet my boyfriend." Or like, can my boyfriend hit this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So this guy comes over. Right. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like, it, it's like I'm always in in an awkward position where it's like I want to say no, but I most of the time I say yes. Um, except in, in Baltimore recently, this fucking loser like tr- like came up to this old guy and was asking to hit it, and I was like, no, absolutely. No. Not. After what I went through in high school, so went to New York One articles are about like people getting herpes in the mouth from communion wine. I'm like, I'm not about it. Wait, what was that? The, getting herpes in the mail? No, no, they were getting herpes from um, communion wine, the blood of Christ. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh god, what a bad way to get herpes. I know. It's like it wasn't even like, uh, you know, some guy with cold sores was eating your pussy. No, like, it was yeah. like you went to church the holy ways, the God's it's the blood. <laughs> it's the blood, and now it's in you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, that guy comes over, and he he's like a Jack White-looking kind of dude, and he was really fucking cool. And so then later on at the end of the night, because everybody like funnels out, and everybody is obliterated at that point, like when it's like 4.30. Um, and so I saw that girl, and then I see the guy, uh, the guy Mr. X, that oh, <laughs> great moniker. But, 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 does Mr. X look like Jack White or two different people? It's, it was two completely different people. But I was going to make just, a really ridiculous joke. He, Mr. X may have looked like Jack White, but he had attitude and mouth of John Mayer. <laughs> Wait, is John, is John Mayer like a uh, bigger? Yeah, he's like a MAGA. He went to January 6th, allegedly, people say. Oh, he's such a fucking bastard. I got kicked out of a John Mayer concert once, and it was, I was so happy about it because I did not <laughs> want to be there. That, save that for the end. We'll continue with this. <laughs> 
<laughs> right on. Um, so yeah, so he's talking. She, um, he's talking to this girl, and it's like at that point, I was like so faded that I like I looked like I saw him, uh, like the uh, yeah, I saw the Mister X, and I just was like, okay, boy and girl, that's the guy from earlier. And then like he's like trying to chat her up, and then it she like very quickly. Well, she she saw me, and she was like trying to come over and like hit the shit again, and then she like booked it away from that guy, and then he was kind of just lingering, and he's he's like he's like shorter. And he has such a bad, bad drug problem. And he's like one of those like, it's like all you do is drugs and you you barely eat. Like you barely like. Yeah, we've you know, seen, you're the, lock. We see, we seen the lock. Um, so he uh, like I'm wearing like a black cowboy hat. He's wearing like a black like fedora kind of thing. I gotta say, and I feel like you you would probably be in the same boat. I've bought many fedoras in my life, and I've always regretted it. No, I, <clears> I only <throat> have one left. I threw them all out, giving them charity. That's uh, that's good. Yeah, gotta give the, some fedoras for the poor. That would be a good yes, uh, yes. charity. Yes. Um. So yeah. So he comes up and he like is complimenting me on the hat, which is badass. And uh, I, even though I don't feel that way, I'm like, your hat's pretty good too, brother. Um. And so he's like, he looks like he's like been rejected a lot that night. Like he had just such sad eyes and like such a sad presence. Um. And he like followed me out front. And, like, basically, like, followed me to my car. Like, we hung out on the street for a little while. Because that's always fun to do, too. Like, they shut it down, and then, like, some people just, like, linger. Um, and then there's also, uh, like, a, a homeless, like, shanty town uh, right nearby. Oh, and it's great. horrible. Oh, that, that's got to be a joy when both people in those communities It's, it's horrible. Because, like, like, on that particular block especially, it's, like, ripe with mental illness. Oh, I, th- um, I, bet. I, oh, I bet. It feels like it would be. There's yeah, and there's this one homeless guy who's always out out front, and he's always trying to like bum anything he can off of you, and also tell long psychotic stories. Oh, I love and those. I do too, but like it, he was like, he's like just very disruptive. But the funny thing is, he's like got like a long beard and like shaggy hair, and yeah. just kind of like could almost pass for a patron of the of that place, but he's not. He stinks. He's, he's, he's too breaky. He's too. He smells. And, and crazy. Um. So we're out front and then um it's like basically it's like i talked for a while because I, I i was enjoying the conversation he was pretty composed and so then like he follows me back to my car and like asks for a ride and like i i hate giving people rides yeah, i don't yeah, want to it's, it, 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 it's a very weird situation you need to mm-hmm. go farther for where you live or like like i don't exactly. think exactly where you live and stuff and yeah, it's like he did not live. Well, actually, he did live close because he's like switched places. But it's like technically he didn't live anywhere because he's homeless. Yeah. And so he like discloses to me like almost immediately when we're talking. Uh, and he does this with other people too. It's so tacky. He says that like he's basically like a fugitive and he's on the run. He was uh, he's from Boston and he has the worst Boston accent and he gets so fucking loud and when he gets wasted. It, it's like his voice goes deeper into the Bostonian uh, accent. It's so fucking weird. This is harder to think. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, he's like basically like, I, you know, I got arrested in his home state. Is, or no, he, he claims that he's half black and was born in uh, West Africa. I, I do not buy that at all. Well, because in that um, recording, he sounds hella white. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, I, I don't know, like, it, he gives me this, like, you know, when you just meet somebody and you're like, I, I feel like everything you're saying is bullshit. Oh, yeah, but I no, will, totally, like, totally, yeah, like, whatever mm-hmm. you know, it's not what's coming out. Um, yeah, so, uh, and then he's, yeah, he tells me he's a fugitive, and um, what he got arrested for was something like, 
like being like caught with like mushrooms and it's like now mushrooms have been uh decriminalized like, everywhere decriminalized. <laughs> so I that's know, not what he's that's really not bad. what he's on a run for he did something like bad allegedly <laughs> that's funny too like i can't like it because weed legalization took so long mushrooms i feel like it was like the kids want to do mushrooms and let, let them do mushrooms no mushrooms the first two states were new york uh california and like uh massachusetts and i think vermont like just recently yeah, I wonder. I mean, I imagine it's like you ran from your like from the consequences at the time, and I feel like they would still like honor the punishment. Uh, no, uh, not there's certain laws passed with the Trump and Biden administration. They're focusing on letting those uh um uh, pardons and charges being dropped on many many people. Yeah. Oh my God, those poor people who like got arrested in the seventies because they had like three joints on them. That's I know. So oh my God, a lot of those people got pardoned both by Biden and Trump. Surprisingly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's so he's a, that's like, a weird alliance of people to pardon you. Yeah, that actually really is. Yeah. It's not, it's not an expected union. Um, so, um, so yeah, he like tells me that almost like immediately. And also when somebody kind of leads in with that shit, it's like, they're basically telling you I'm like a no good motherfucker. Yep. And so, so he, um, he is also claiming like he's half black and he's claiming he's like certified blood. Like he's in the bloods and like. He's like rattling off all these random names. He's like, I don't fucking know these people. There's no verification. I'd rather you not rattle off their names, real or fake, because we saw what happened to Kashi six times when he did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, you you got a big mouth, brother. You need to close it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he follows me to my car, and it's like I agree to give him the ride because he was homeless, but he was like crashing. Like he he doesn't have anybody consistent in his life. Like literally. It's like it's it's mostly out of pity, but there's times when I do enjoy his company. That I I'm the only person, like literally the only person. You got you, you um, got to nip that in the bud eventually before he makes it too big of a step into your territory. That is, we are way way past that point. Okay, okay. We yeah, like he he literally called me at nine thirty a.m. this morning, and I like I saw him at like four <laughs> thirty. <laughs> but, but I will tell you what had happened from when like I parted, but that'll be the end of the episode. Okay, please do, um, please do. Yeah. And so he's, uh, he does like every drug, but like at that particular time, it's like Coke, 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 baby. And so he's just like shoveling that up his nose. And then he gets the worst nosebleed I've ever seen in my life. And I, luckily I had like a roll of toilet paper in the car and he just, he like used half of that, uh, fucking roll. And I appreciated him not putting those in the car, Yeah. but he was just literally throw. He kept, he had the window open and he just kept throwing them out. And it's like, there's just going to be a pile of like bloody, like bloody toilet paper. It's very concerning. Yeah. Um, and then he starts going into his fucking life story and it's, Pathetic. It really, truly Wait, is. Do you remember anything? Would you like to elaborate or paraphrase? I remember a lot of it. Please do. Oh, share, it to, share it to the world, Rusty. <laughs> yeah, Mr. X, everybody needs to know. Um, so he, he's actually born of, uh, like, he was a crack baby. Okay, that His makes mom's sense. Up- that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, crack, It's you do not stand a chance, for the most part, like, growing up. Like, being born into addiction it's is awful. so fucked up. Yeah. Because that, that kind of stuff, like, really... Changes it changes you permanently, and it's like you can and get sober, puberty, and puberty but you'll never be the same. Worse. Exactly, and yeah, it's like you can you could kick the habit, but you'll never be the same again. Like those people who like get off of uh like get sober, and then like you know that you have to have a vice, and they like want to go for ice cream every day or some shit. That's like that bums me out so much. Yeah, I know. it's like ah, 
yeah, the ice cream's good enough for me, but you know, deep down inside, it's not. <laughs> so, okay, so I believe that uh, Mr. X's father uh, was like maybe a drug dealer or something. Like he was involved in some nefarious activity. Yeah, obviously. And had, yeah, and he ended up like going to jail. Like I feel like pretty shortly after he was born, and he's the youngest of seven. All of the other siblings are women. And then it was like single mother. And it's like, I, I have a lot of sisters. I like, I have single mothers. So it's like, I fell for that where it's like, damn brother, that's, that's hard times. Cause it sounds like they were like all not exactly bullies, but they were just like, not nice to him. Um, and so his dad did get out of prison, but he just never came back. Like he just dipped hard. Mm. And so that, I, uh, it's so sad. It is sad. I mean, yeah. But it gets <laughs> funnier. <laughs> it does. Um, and so he's like insisting that I, I hear out everything that's like ever happened in his life. And it's taking forever because we got in my car, maybe at like maybe even five in the morning, maybe. Um, and it's like, I just, I, I it's like, I don't want to give you the ride. And I also don't want to hang. I want to go home and like sleep next to my wife. And, but he Your kept wife. begging me. To, <laughs> he kept begging me to hang. And so yeah, that's, what, that's, like, that's really <laughs> scary. The place to be. It's, yeah, and it was just, it was so very pathetic. And then I also could tell, like, that he, like, he immediately, like, loved me. Like, tr like truly loved me. But also, it's like, somebody like that could never fully love. No, they can never person. love anything because they can't love themselves. Exactly. And yeah, he's like, he's, one of his, like, quotes is basically like, I love you, but I love my Coke more. And it's like, that's that's true. not that's Yeah, that's true, but it's not good to, at least he acknowledges it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're aware of it, but you're not going to do anything about it. Like no. You distinctly are choosing not to. <clears throat> so then, uh, yeah, so he's like, he's telling me all of these stories because he claims, like, and with me, when I, we're out, he, like, introduces me to somebody. It's always somebody he literally just met, like, 20 minutes ago. He'll, like, come up and be like, this man, like, about me, this man is the best person I've ever met in my life. This man is my brother. And, like, people will be like, how long, like, have you known him? And he'll be like, my entire life. Because it's clear that it's like it's like we're you know we're friendly, but it's like clear that we're not like like hooked at the hip. No. And so, and every time he says that, and I've never seen anybody ask this of other like friends, like they do ask, "How long have you known each other?" Because it just seems like, like uh, like on irrational like attachment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so uh, he's like telling me about like his because he does that with girls too, and so he any woman in the room he goes up to regardless of like their uh you know scale of one to ten status and he'll just go up and he's like he looks like a jittery cokehead but then he's like trying to muster some like suave charm and he'll always like be like hello my love like how hello love how are you doing today love that's just weird that that's like, so weird to like think about like the combination honestly it's it literally is worse and grosser than uh when you used to say <laughs> when you used to call people your turkish delight well that's a narnia that reference no, I know, uh, but it's like not. I, I feel like not everybody knows that, and I, I knew that, but it's yeah. hilarious because it's very like uh, not like predatory, but it's just very like funny. Okay. It's like putting somebody in a particular like space with you. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and so he tells me all of the hardships he's had romantically. <laughs> like every and... MRA does. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I feel like you owe me an apology, miss. Um, so he, uh, he's like telling me about these relationships, like, and he's making it sound like we were boyfriend and girlfriend, we were going steady and it would be like, I met this girl last weekend and then I ran into her again 
and she was like blowing me off basically and like i texted her and he also will text a lot and he's like completely unaware of like when the appropriate time to call you is like he will call me and i that now i always have my phone on silent like he'll call me at like five in the morning six in the morning it's like damn brother you burning the midnight oil there yeah Um, and so every single one of those uh messages it's like the girl's basically being like look like i'm not interested and like he's making it seem like it was like this betrayal and it's like dude and he also always leads in with like the coke thing and then like also his like fugitive status and it's like we're not teenagers anymore no one's going to be impressed by that no one is even teenagers wouldn't be impressed Exactly. It's like, dude, base, like you're putting all your cards on the table. And it's a very unimpressive hand, and like a disturbing hand. Very disturbing. It's like a, it's like playing poker. You fold, and then you flip all the cards over. It's just five jokers. <laughs> How did those get there? Yeah, yeah. You snuck enough an extra joker in from another deck. Yeah. Um, so uh, all of them are like basically like, like honestly, please leave just me alone. Leave me alone. Forget the law involved. <laughs> And yeah, and he's show, he's showing me all of them. And the way he was talking about the women, it sounded like it was like, you know, like a nine month kind of like relationship. Where it's like we went just deep enough but didn't want to commit. But it literally is like I met her two days ago and uh, now she's like basically dumping me. It's like you were never picked up. No. You, you were never like you, you're pre-dumped. Um, and so the last girl that like the first night I met him, the last girl he had like hooked up with or whatever, I imagine she was lousy um because the girls i've seen him with like the girls who give him the time of day are so gross and they're just using figures makes sense low self-esteem low standards low everything absolutely and it's like yeah he just doesn't give a fuck at all yeah um and he'll like lie like he'll like like you'll see him like with a gross girl and maybe it's true but he'll be like you know like yeah we just fucked in the bathroom like it's like that's disgusting if that happened um, so he, uh, like, yeah, he's just disgusting with these women. But he also, like I said, he leans in with the substances. And it's like, if that's what you, like, if that's what you put the precedent on, that's all it's going to ever be. Um, and so he uh, had gone to this girl's house. <clears throat> and she basically, like, he had a, some kind of box that was just, like, full of, like, his, like, stash. And he had left that there. And then uh, he wanted it back, and, like, the girl was kind of being dodgy about, like, giving it back. And so he was, like, calling her 24-7. And he's, like, telling me all this. He was, like, calling her 24-7 and basically being, like, I don't give a fuck that you're a woman. Like, you think that that's, like, going to save you? And it's, like, all of these really, like, scary threats. And he's being, like, you know, I'm certified blood. Like, I'm linked up with the cartels. Like, everything in the city goes through me. Just really being like arrogant and like yeah, really why? arrogant. Yeah, there's a little Wayne quote saying a true G is silent like the leather in lasagna. Oh wow, that's actually really that's a good line. That's a good yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to write a joke for that for a year and a half, and then nothing comes to me ever. Whenever I try to build off of that, I feel like it'll come to you, and I feel like it'll be great. I I, I do too. I do too. And so yeah, so he's yeah he's fucking just like ha- like haunting this girl. And so she did end up giving the box back. It's like he made some like very di- direct threats. And he like showed me the text exchange. And like her reaction was like for everything he was saying, it's like, why are you doing this? That's like so not normal. Um, and so, yeah, he and he was like fixated on on that girl. And he would talk about her constantly because he, he gets burned a lot. But it's like you, you, you honestly have it coming. Like especially because he and, and he's been getting progressively worse as we're as we go out. But so he's like refusing to leave my car uh, that overnight or we did. And I, it's like we're in front of his fucking building, like the building he was staying at. 
and he had been like taken in or like this this like fat old gross uh black man who was like a crackhead has like he actually lived in a really nice fucking building but uh mr x was living there with him and he despised this guy and that's like also a theme of of his like he lives off of people and then just resents them so much and it's like nobody nobody owes you shit no they don't and and like how dare you speak about somebody who's allowing you to stay on their couch yeah i know and and so um he just yeah this guy resents him so much and they do um he does like a lot of crystal meth too and then uh mr x starts talking about crystal meth and it's like yeah i do it like i do this that like i smoke crack i like he does literally everything and so um there's another girl who lives in that apartment as well like the actual like a unit that was basically like a young crackhead too and like it was just like you know that like sad like spiral of yeah, like, yeah crack around of addiction you, yeah 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 it's like yeah you just slowly start to compromise all of your values yep um that that's like basically what's happening and she was like having sex and stuff with that old guy and so then uh mr x also started having sex with her which like, if if somebody had sex with somebody i hate i could never do it ever no matter what um and he was doing that like secretly behind that guy's back and then it's like what he also does is like vilify the people who who help him and so then he's like talking about how he has to like he's got to kill that guy where it's like it's got to be done he has to die it's like i I'm, it's not enough that i like walk away like he needs to be like in the ground and i like there was a part of me that wanted to call the police but i also was do, like do not get I, involved if he does exactly it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't need a fucking uh, Cape Fear situation where, like, he fucking just gets out of jail and is, like, obsessed with me. Yeah, no. I mean, he, he, like, he's already obsessed. He already is, yeah. He already know. Like, if you cross him, you're on his uh, bucket list of, like, head in a bucket and needs to blow... I fucked a joke up. I think it had a lot of potential. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so, yeah, he's he's just... It's like this, this guy. Like, yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you'll get put on, like, the hit list if even if you're good to him. Like, he's just a no-good motherfucker, and that's why he's in the situation he is living off of people he's just met because anybody who knows him has been burned by him. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, so he's like fucking that girl. And he's like, basically he's like, I love this girl. Like I'm in love with this girl. He had been there like a week. He just met her, but it's like, he's just really quick to attach. Like he's so lonely. Um, which is why it's like, which is why I kind of entertain him. Uh, it's like, I, I, when I look at him, I feel so sad for him. Get, get, get past it. That's his manipulation over you. That's actually, that's really true. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for that brand of uh, manipulation. Um, so yeah, he's he's filled with resentment for this guy that's allowing him to live at his house, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't like kicking him anything but drugs, the Mister X. And um, I he like he's going off about this guy and how like shitty of a person he is, and it's like, well, like how did you meet him? And I, I kept asking him, I was like, how did you meet him? And again, how long have you known him? And then he was like, a while, like a while, and that that probably means like two weeks. Um, and it's also, it's just a very sad situation because it's like, you're not actually in love with that person. You, you don't really know what love is like, you know, that's not meaning to be like cruel. It's just the way it is. And so he's, he keeps like going back and forth between like delusions of grandeur and then serious, like self-depreciation. Like, like he literally kept being like, like he, cause he kept doing Coke and then he would like do it and be like, dude. I'm God, dude. Like, I am God. But then, like, a little while later, he was like, I will, it sucks. Like, I hate all women. All women are bitches. They'll always fuck you over, every single one of them. 
it's like I, I obviously I staunchly disagree with that. Uh, I, and also, I, probably you also disagree with him being God too. Yeah. Oh God, that was like so off-putting. It was. It's like just so. It's like, again. It's like just a gross way to carry yourself. <laughs> yes, it is. Um. Yeah. And there's yeah. There's times when we're out and he's like fucked up and he he'll just like come up to me and like scream that he gets so fucking loud, and then his Boston accent is horrible. Um. So. Yeah, he's he's just going off about that, but yeah, and then he he yeah he was basically like, I will never have love because all women like no woman would want me. I have mental illness, which he he kept reiterating. I'm like mentally ill, like literally, and like I'm a mess, and I'll never like not be crazy and and like unstable, which I I found to be like a very uh like it did it didn't seem like he would have the, the awareness of something like that. He is like he is like what whatever he's thinking he really does say it out loud but it's just usually some serious fucking bullshit. There's probably and a yeah, mixture so, of the two, like fifty-fifty. Sure. One bleeds into sure. another. Um. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, he's he just keeps like misreading all of like these text messages and he's showing me every single girl he's been talking to like the past few months. He got um to my city about a year ago I think, and yeah he's just been like homeless here. And he also hates the city that we're in. Yes. Um, and so it's like, it's like, why did you land here? Why, like, why are you continuing to be here? Um, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know if maybe he's like stuck or stranded here, but I think he I has think no, ladder did both or two, both of them. He has no resources whatsoever. Like, he's got nothing to fall back on. And it's like, to me, it's like if if you're in dire straits like that, you you have to you have to stop doing the drugs. It's like I get that you like them and you love them. But you like there's certain things that supersede like that desire, like like a house and showering, and so like he yeah he he like is very quick to say that he's homeless and he yeah he tells like everybody that it's like it's just it's way it's an overshare it's just way too much of an overshare, um, and so yeah and it's like he, yeah just like like straight up sleeping on park benches sleeping in parking garages, um, so he is basically like insisting that I listen to all of these stories and every single one of the stories about the girls, he makes it sound like it's like this huge, like journey he took with them. And it literally was like, I was around them briefly for two nights and like two consecutive nights or something. It's like, none of it's real, but he's like insisting that I hear him out. And he's also like reiterating that he like never does this, never like talks like this. And then he like, also like he started crying. It was really uncomfortable, but it was also really late or technically really early <laughs> either way it's, it's i want to be home motherfucker exactly and i and i kept saying um because uh miss busty shackleford um at that time i think she was like getting up around like six and like uh, to damn, me it's like not home that's even weirder. exactly that's a bad look it, I, why I, you I, coming I home at five in the morning something's <laughs> going on can i smell <laughs> your dick you know that song um, wait, who sings that? I don't even remember. Some woman. <laughs> That's some good shit. Um, so yeah, so it's like, he's literally refusing to get out of the car and being like, I'm just in the middle of my story. But every sto story seamlessly segued into another annoying long story. And I, I like literally was like, dude, like, I gotta get home. Like, my, I, I have a personal feeling that it's I gonna should get really bad. It's gonna get really ugly soon. Yeah, very <laughs> ugly. Um, and so it's like, yeah, it's basically like I, I have like a, a personal policy, like out of respect to my wife, to be home by the time she gets up for work in the morning. Like I feel like, as a husband, that is like a 
bare minimum expectation. <laughs> bare minimum request, yes. It's like, literally, it's like, if anybody who would, like, try to contest that is a fucking selfish son of a bitch. Or not married. True. Or um, so, single for way too long. Yeah, like him. Like, it's it's like, he literally, will. he just does drugs all day and all night. And he'll, like, not sleep for days. It's Ugh. it's so fucked up. It's um, so, so yes, bad for you. So I keep throwing down, like, being like, you know, I love my wife, and I really appreciate going home now, if you'll let me. And, I, and I, it just felt like he was not allowing me to leave. It's also, it's like, get the fuck out of my car. He's um, really, You know what he's thinking right now to you? What? Why does this guy just go home and suck his wife's dick? <laughs> exactly. I, I do feel like there's like that's in the back. Well, not even the back. I feel like that's at the forefront of his mind. But like he just knows he can't say it. Yeah, I know. And it's like, and I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know. There's certain people who are more friends people, and then there's people who are more relationship oriented. Yeah. But I'm definitely relationship oriented. It's like I, I want to hang out with my wife every day. Okay. I don't get sick of her. Like we, we, and we do hang out every day. And so it's like for people like that that are like quote unquote new friends, like not really though. It's who, like hard who are, who are. Like, like, you, like who are you talking about? The the Mr. X. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's hard for people like him to understand that because like you, you don't have this, you've never had this. Yeah, yeah, and I so, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he doesn't like res- like he doesn't respect or appreciate the sanctity. He, he never, he never, he never can't has any. Oh, I'm stuttering so bad. He can't relate to what her picture in his own brain. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just keep being like, yeah, like, uh, brother, I really got to go. And he's like, come on, please hang. I don't want to go up there with that fucking guy. I got to fucking kill him. And then he would, like, well, there's a few points where it was really silent. And, like, after he, like, cried about something. And then he would always jump back to that guy. And he would just be, like, staring forward be like, he's got to die. He's got to fucking die. And I got to kill him and, like, get that girl out of there. It's like, you, and take her where? Like you, you don't have a place to go. You, you have nothing to fall back on. So it's like, it's like, it's really, truly is biting the hand that's feeding you full yep. free. Um, and so yeah, it's like it's just getting late. And now at this point, it's about eight fifteen, or like eight thirty in the morning. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's like my wife, my wife called me a couple hours prior, and then I also like made it like really like exaggerated the conversation, being like. Because she wasn't giving me shit. She was just wondering where I was, which is so fair. She's very, very, very cool and understanding about oh that stuff. No, like, do, honestly, I do understand it. <laughs> and yeah, he it literally, it, it, he eventually gets out at 845. And oh, then I damn. also, it's like the whole time I'm being very clear that I don't, like, I, I cannot hang and I'm not wanting to hang. Yeah. But he's like, just like resisting it and like almost like pretending like I didn't say it. Which I hate when people do that yeah. kind of shit. It's like you know that I want to fucking leave. Yeah, yeah. And like, and it also, it's like you're being such a crazy bummer right now. Yep. Like you didn't. There was not one nice story that came out of his mouth. It was literally like <laughs> I know. I, I hate all women. Uh, this is why we're roasting him. He's so fucking ridiculous. It's preposterous. It's like, well, it's like he. I was about to say, how do you function in everyday life? But he doesn't. It's he like doesn't. He it's clear he doesn't. He doesn't his own words just telling you, I don't function, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. It's like, don't you get it? I can't do a job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so yeah, I, I I cut him off at a point because like he had he just kept using that line like, come on, man, come on, man, like just let me finish my story. And like I said, they it all just kept segueing into longer stories. And so I literally was like, brother, I have to go home. I, I'm really tired and I want to go home and eat and go to bed. Like I I have to leave right now. And so then he was like. Like, come on and then he like got and he was like asking me to take acid with him right then it's like i am going the fuck home and also you shouldn't do that and so then he like 
like half opens the door and then he like sits back in the back in the seat and it's basically like oh, like you can't hang like come on dude like i don't want to go in there and i was like i i have to fucking go i have to and so then he did get out of the car and it was amazing but so that after hour spot like i it, it was open a few years ago when i went but then they shut down for a while and reopened and i and i hadn't been since then and like one of the first couple of times that i went uh, for the new run that's when i met him and he's like a regular there and he's so it's just with mr x right correct um yeah. and yet it, it's just it felt like this like unnecessary burden and now i've picked up a lot of like those kind of stray people there and it's like they all like you know love me and it's like you don't know me at all and you're just kind of like it's like parasitic it is parasitic um and so yeah so like i i know i'm gonna see him again and i'm like concerned and then uh i had taken my wife there and that was her first time there and then he came up and he was looking really bugged out because this is like a maybe like the next weekend or something he's looking like totally bugged out and he comes over and i'm very because i had told my wife about him and you know she was like thinking it was crazy but um I was very worried about him, like kind of planting roots with us and kind of just not leaving. But I, w to his credit, and it was only that one time, he came over and said hello and like paid respects. And then he was like, "I'll leave you guys alone. Like, have a great night. You guys are like on a date, and I respect that." Um, I wish he kept that attitude because that that went away literally that night. <laughs> it was a drug inception into his head. Yeah, where it's like actually something just clicked for just one second. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's like. It was like surprising that he was so grace like graceful and like left. I was shocked by that. But then the problem is he always comes back and he always wants to like leave his drink with you, which I fucking hate when people do that. No, because it's like literally being like I'm uh, basically setting up a reason to come back to you in a few minutes, and like it's like oh watch my drink. It's like no, you watch your drink or take it with you. Fuck you. That's why um, I don't take so it with me anywhere I go. It's in the vicinity, bitches. Absolutely, yeah. If it's like at a bar or club, it's like I like to drink when I'm peeing. It feels like it's like a a full cycle there. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. So it's like we keep seeing him, and every time we're seeing him, he is getting increasingly uh, unhinged. And um, this is, each time you see me, it's a different night or the same time throughout the night. Like, oh no, this is now another night. Like he he kept he did keep coming up and bothering us, but it was like whatever. Like it okay, it okay. Honestly, it was way better than I thought it was gonna be. And yeah, he had like text. I, I should probably I should send you like our text exchanges. He's fucking crazy. I gotta have those archived. <laughs> my, like, my like like archive. I need those archived. I feel like yeah. I feel like it would be great for you to do a uh, like dramatic reading. That's exactly what I was planning on doing. That's funny. Or, or like I can play the role of me and just be like normal, and you just be like a over the top Bostonian crackhead. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to. That's what I'm gonna do. Um. And so yeah. Honestly, though, I will say. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to jump into it now, but, like, you know how I can, like, I'm, I'm pretty good at impressions, but I have to, like, really hear it and, like, get familiar with, like, the tone. Yeah. I actually do a pretty good, uh, good impression of him. But the Boston accent, you know, like I said, it's it just, hard to do. It's, it's, it's hard. Like, you, you got, either got to go into it or you go out, you know? Exactly. And yet, and that's, he says that kind of shit all the time. Like, he'll be like, this city, like, everybody here is so fucking soft. Soft? And it's like, right, right <laughs> I on. I know, it's like soft. Yeah, and it's like it's like because why they're not smoking crack and like starting fights with people because he he goes up to everybody and just tries to chat him up and he'll literally upon meeting somebody be like yo I'm like hello my name is Mr X take down my number like it's very Mark Wahlberg yeah it is but very it's, Mark it's Wahlberg like, it's like they you just told me your name and you're basically like wanting them to put you in, uh, in their phone it's fucking weird um, and so he picks up like 
because he, I guess he's a drug dealer. So a lot oh, of he's people, a drug dealer too and addict. Yeah, but it's like yeah, exactly, not a good combination. No, and the, he has no willpower. Oh yeah, and that was the other thing he kept saying. Like he was vaguely alluding to the addiction, and he would be like, I'm, "I do. I've been doing coke." And this was a few months ago. I've been doing uh, coke all day, every single day for the last seven months, and like it, it's not affecting me at all. Like I could put it down anytime. And then he like he had his bag, and then he like threw it in the center console of my car. And then he was like, "See, I put it down." And then one second later, he picked it back up and was like doing some bumps. It's like that. It was like just such a lame, like dramatic thing. Like it was like some guinea shit. It is guinea uh, shit. Yeah. So he. Um, so we start like he's basically kind of like really trying to get entrenched uh, in our lives. And he's he hits me up every all like in the early in the day, afternoon, fucking night, midnight. Like it's like he really. There's no boundaries with him. It's like and I. I'm not kidding around. I have never picked up a phone call from him. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm not doing that. We're not going to get a dynamic. Like, I, I feel like that's like the kind of relationship you have with like a shit father. Like, it's just like, a, you know, and I want you to call me every day, even though I wasn't so good. Um, you know exactly and, what it is. Yeah. Ugh, it's so horrible. And yeah, he, he lies. About we, we already everything. covered that. We already covered that rusty. Wait, but I, uh, no, I didn't say though that, uh, he, like he's basically stealing valor. Like he claims to be a veteran and he's a hundred percent not. You know and he, every uh, jackass with um, camo shorts and a dog does that. <laughs> True. I love I love those videos of people getting called out in public for stealing valor. Those are very delicious. Yeah, yeah, Have you yeah ever of course they are. They're great. Um, and so, yeah, that. And he also says he's a two-time Golden Gloves boxer. And it's like that. that no, no, you're not. not <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> in what division? Light like a butterfly, sting like a crack bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you would get those hands all up on your face if he heard you say that, dude. He's Golden Gloves twice. Okay, good. Like he, he just doesn't have the body for that. No. And he honestly, it's like at this point, because of the drugs, it's like he his body is fucking shot. Um. So yeah. Uh. So then we're, we like keep running into him, and then now it's like he keeps lingering with us, and it's horrible, and it's like so invasive, and and he he keeps saying like. I'll, I'll like get out of your guy's hair, but he never leaves. And he always, if he does leave, he goes to the bathroom to do drugs and leaves his drink with us. So, you know, he's coming back, but he also will, he'll just float from every single group in the room and he makes the worst impression. People are so put off by him. <laughs> Would you and it, find him funny or off putting? Which one do you think I'll find him? Oh, uh, I think, I mean, I think you would find him funny, but, all, but it's like when he's like worked up, it's like you, you do wish there was like a pause button or a stop okay. button worth it. Okay. Where it's like, I, okay, that that's enough. Uh, you stop that now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he'll never stop. And he gets so worked up and fixated. And he's basically like, you know, everybody's disrespecting me here. And it's like, they're disrespecting you because you're, you're acting like a clown. It's like you're acting like a fucking fool. And way oversharing with people. It's like, you do not, yeah, don't tell everybody your fucking shit. No, and don't, bad. if you're a fugitive, if you're a fugitive, don't tell anybody that. Are you fucking serious? I'll tell you, you go wind the bag in a swimmer. Exactly. It's like, it's so childish. It's so immature. Um, and so, yeah, there's, and, that, and like, I'm also noticing he's getting more physically aggressive. Like I, I kept seeing him like come out of the bathrooms and he would just like fucking like go out of his way to shoulder check somebody. And he would really fucking throw the shoulder. And then sometimes like he'll throw the shoulder and, you know, somebody will kind of resist. And then while they're like back is turned to him, he like runs back and like just pushes them. And he just looks so fucking crazy. Um, and so, yeah, he keeps lingering and he keeps oversharing. 
And then he's like telling my wife all of his like sad story stuff. And it's, again, it's like there's so much patheticness that all of the corny, stupid, like lack of awareness, like it falls, I, it falls away. I mean, like it just yeah, it, it melts. I do, feel, I do feel bad for him, but it's like you you have cultivated this scenario, like you have created this. Yeah, he created what he's in. He can dig himself exactly. out when he's ready. Um, but he's like he keeps he's texting me every day, like talking about how much he loves me and respects me, and like listening like how grateful he was that i was like listening to him the that first night and it's like yeah but you like you held me hostage kind of if you yeah think he did held you hostage about a weapon it's so yeah it's so whack and yeah he also claimed that he's like killed like two homeless people and then like done a bunch of gang hits and shit uh no no no, no way. The, the way the fbi forensic evidence works he, he would have been caught already absolutely and it's also it's like you're making this up but it's like why would you say a homeless person like i would be like you, you know there was homeless. a pedophile <laughs> exactly oh and that was the other thing too because like I, I i didn't say like you don't look homeless but it was like th that was kind of like the sentiment of uh like the conversation at one point and he was basically like you know like i'll spend fucking 10 bucks and go down to the ymca and fucking wash myself like i may be homeless but i'm not one of those fucking hobos and it's like whatever like whatever helps you sleep at night yeah I, I will say his hygiene was much better than uh than you think for a homeless dude. I would picture because he lives in some other crack person's house, sort of, who probably has running water. Yeah, some sweet amenities there to take advantage of. Exactly, uh, like so. Yeah, and so now he's um because he's been doing so much coke that he because it's like you know every day at at this point it's probably like every day for like the last nine or ten months. Um, his nose is shot. Mm. Like it's a yeah, he's got like the deviated septum he's thing got going. Already lying face. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so now he's as like, what do you, what do you think he did when he like he couldn't start like snort like he couldn't keep snorting coke? What do you think he did? Injecting or eating? Close. Uh, he has done that before. Uh, smoking crack. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's the same substance. It is. Uh, yeah, like there's a couple of times I was at his house that he was like insisting that I try it. No, was, don't touch that. Yeah, it's like, what kind of friend are you allegedly? Like, that's like that's not what friends do. And that's the other thing, too. It's like, I, I want to, like, confront him and basically be like, dude, you need to, like, go to rehab and, like, kick this. Because that's, like, what a real friend would do. But I, I don't really want to be his real friend, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's, like, very, very much, like, all, like, loaded with that pity that I have for him. Just don't. So, just don't. Cut, rip it off like a Band-Aid, man. But I keep, but the other thing is, like, I keep running into him. Like, we, well, there was a night that I blew him off. Like, I never got back to him. And, yeah, it's like I've never picked up his phone, but he'll still keep fucking calling me. And then we ran into him at the goth club. And, like, he came out, and then it was, like, a, like the patio was full of people. And he just starts, because he's so fucked up, he just starts screaming, like, race, like not racist, but, like, rap lyrics that are, like, not good for coming out of a... White man's mouth. An actually white man. Um, and so, like, that was mortifying. And he ended up getting kicked out that night, too. Um... And yeah, you just don't want to be fucking associated with him. No. And so, like, I, I, I start, like, seeing him a lot less after that. Because like, I wasn't going out at all. He was, like, constantly hitting me up to come to his house. But it's, like, now where he's living is uh, with this guy who is really nice. Like, he's just a really like, nice, cool, calm person. And he has moved in and, like, turned it into, like, a haven for, like, drugs and, like, illegal activity. Um, and so he's, like, he starts turning on that guy who's being nice enough to let him stay in his home. And he's, like, talking all this shit, being like, you know, he doesn't even own that house. Like, his parents paid for it. And, like, just kind of, like, trying to discredit him. And it's like, dude, he's been so nice to you. Why would you do this? But that's his nature is to turn on people. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so the resentment has like escalated and he's super paranoid about like having like drugs going missing. And it's like, you either did it or it fell out of your pocket. Like, it's like this guy didn't steal from you. Uh, Cause he's, he's a good guy. Like I, I met him and I actually, I like him a lot more than I like Mr. X. Um, and so <laughs> X going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. <laughs> um, so now, now we're getting to the, uh, the main event here. So I, I don't see him for like weeks. And it's it's nice having the space. Like I just stayed in, and it was really really nice with my wife. And so, uh, I like I also like I just needed a night to get out and like just blow off some steam. And so it's like I, he was hitting me up, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll come out. So I meet him downtown, and uh, like on the way, he's like blowing up my phone. And I do pick up, and like he's like talking to the people around who obviously like he just met, and he's being like, this guy right here is the realest motherfucker in this city. Me and this dude are like the realest people, East Coasters, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, then he also just gets so distracted talking to them that like he just has me on like hold while he's having this really long conversation. It was so fucking dumb. But then when I got to that bar, he was being weird. Like he was basically being weird out front. And it had turned out that he got kicked out of that bar, like just right before I uh, got there. And like, just because he was like so, so hyped up and he was smoking crack all day before he went out. Um, and, and yeah, he, again, he's just this heightened paranoia and like demand for like respect and like whatever appreciation. Um, and so then we go to a different bar and he's making a fucking asshole out of himself there too. And his, um, and his roommate is out with us and this is going to lead up to the call. Please do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we go to this other bar and I hate karaoke. I despise everything about it, but I don't mind it, but I'm not into it. I, yeah, it's fucking horrible, and I feel embarrassed for the people, because pretty much everybody's shitty. Um, so we go there, and apparently he likes to go to that bar often for karaoke night, but he never actually makes it on stage every time, because he always gets worked up and, like, into a beef with somebody, and then it's like, that's all he wants to, like, put his energy into. And so he's, he's like, drawing the ire of so many people, and when I, when I see him in there, because, like, I had run back to my car just to take some space, um, and then when I went back in... There was this girl with like a like a butch kind of haircut that was like uh, dyed to like have like light colored highlights and then like red hair too. It looked terrible. She looked horrible. Um, and so she's basically like being like, you know, like you're a fucking asshole and like you're just being a fucking douchebag. And then uh, I heard her say something like, and I'm going to like, obviously, I'm going to block your number. And she walks away. And apparently he had gone on the back patio and just started dropping some uh, rap lyrics. Heavy with <laughs> and, and she checked him on it. And so he's so fucking pissed. And I guess he had been hitting on her like a week prior and did get her number. And the way he's spinning it, and I don't believe this. He's, he was being like, yeah, she was the one. She kept saying, like, I really want to go on a date with you. It's like, people don't say that kind of shit. No, they don't. Like, even if you think it, it's like, that's, it's just weird to say. What is? And like, yeah, it's not natural. Um, what, what is? Um, that like being like, I want to go on a date with you. It's like, you don't text that to someone? Um, I don't. But like, do general, you? No, like, on a dating app, if I got a match, yeah. Um, honestly, dating apps came out uh, like after I, uh, me and my wife got together. Okay. Like, uh, and honestly, I'm really happy I didn't have to participate That's in that because it sounds it's fucking awful. Stuff. It's awful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. He's got the worst streak with women, and he's like, ba- there was one night when he was basically like, I'm gonna, I'm giving up on women because that's just not working, and they, no one will accept me. Um. But yeah, he's like fixated on that girl, and she had like a big group of like, it was a very diverse crew, and all of them are shooting him dirty looks, and he like, he keeps doing like the rap lyrics. And then uh, she said, like, she had said something basically like, you're, like, not, a, like, you should not be saying that word. And then he was, you know, hits her with the, like, I'm from, like, I'm from Africa. I'm black. And it's like, <laughs> the girl, like, she, she was so 
fucking angry. Like, like she looked like a like a social justice warrior type. Yep. Where it's like, it's like you mean well, but um, and so like she was so angry. But when he said that he was black, she cracked up laughing, and like he it was basically like him being like, "Why are you clowning me, dog?" Um, and so then he uh, like I'm basically like, dude, like, chill. Because um, I, I I like I will like be like, hey man, like let's keep it like low profile. But that night, he, and then he's fucking fixated on on the using the word too and he's like walking around inside the bar and screaming like like you know it's like oh you're gonna fuck that bitch is gonna come up to me and tell me i can't fucking say this word i'm black blah 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 i'm being like you know and then he's like watch this and then he just said it like and then he got it rip. yeah it's like he said it like 10 times and it was like he was like had his like, fingers, this, like his fingers as guns you so many times at bars and people getting drunk and saying that word I don't know, but it's like people get real, real comfortable. Yeah, no, people see it in I, front of me, but not in bars, on podcasts, like cut out. Exactly. And yet, again, it's like if you're racist, it is not a t- like that time is over. Like you're n- you are the minority now. Like you're the minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he's like using it as much as he can just to be like fucking spiteful. And so um, I'm like me and his roommate are trying to like basically keep space. Um, and we like I'm I'm also trying to basically like also distracting though because he keeps like prolonging all the conflict and like some short guy came up and like started talking shit like he that guy did come up and literally just start disrespecting him and he got real hot about that and then he basically was like talking like threatening the guy screaming it and all the staff are looking at him and he's basically like i'm gonna fucking drop you dude walk away with your life or like or i'm gonna take it basically that was a really really good boston accent (laughs) yeah it's coming along and so then that guy and he's like he's like do you want to step outside and then the guy was like, no. And he was like, exactly, pussy, bitch. Uh, he was like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. here. And then uh, then he, like, is going up to the bar to get another drink. And he, like, just turns back at me and screams that he's God. And then goes, like, up to the bar. And, the bar- like, the bartenders are so sick of his antics. And then he, like, looks back at me again and, like, screams it even louder. So um, we, I, I basically get him out of that space because there was a bunch of, like, white and black people who want to kick the shit out of him and easily could. Because he's not a Golden Gloves boxer twice. No. Um, I take him out back, and there was these, like, girls that he tried to approach. One of them was quite homely, but, like, really, like, laughing at him. Then there was, like, a pretty girl who was, like, humoring him, but she's not interested. Like, she's just being nice. And if, if people like that never understand that it's, like, this is, like, sympathy that she's having. It's not. Like, she's granting you mercy right now. And then, uh, like, we go back inside. And me and his uh, roommate, like, set up at a table again. Because it's like, I just want to sit and chill. Like, calm down. And he's like, he can't sit because he's, like, so worked up. And so he uh, goes outside. And I just knew that it was, like, going to go down outside. And so he had basically been saying all the same shit. And then uh, uh, this black woman came out because he was doing the rap shit. And being like, I can say that word. Like, it's fuck you. And then that woman was basically like, like, you should never be saying that word. And he's, like, insisting that he can. And then he tells her... That like he's more of an N word than her. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm is your attention you, bitch. Uh, that is a um, and so that he fucking loses his shit and is like arguing with her. And then uh, the the short haired girl had gone out there too. Like I saw her go out and I was like, oh, she's like going out there to just like engage him. And she and she was. Uh, and then also like this these guys that she was with also go outside. And so there was a bunch of people like basically who surrounded him and were basically like gonna jump him. And he's, like, fucking running his mouth. And then he, like, I don't know if he was coming in to get us or what, but he, like, tries to come back in the bar. 
And the staff were like, absolutely not. Like you're banned now. Like you cannot come here. And so, and like, and he's been banned at so many places, like actually banned. Yeah. He, um, he actually can't, uh, he's legally not allowed to stay at any hostel in the state. Like he's on some kind of list where it's like, do not let this man be here. They do have like those lists. I know those exist. Yeah. And he, he's a dangerous person. So I imagine he was like, uh, fucking, oh, and he's also not allowed to homeless shelters. I imagine because he was like distributing drugs there. But yeah, so he gets back, uh, like boosted and i had seen him pacing around outside the front door but i was like trying not to like make eye contact with him but i could just tell like he was getting fucking worked up and it looked like he was screaming um it's like never good like somebody like pacing around and screaming is always bad oh yeah um so then uh like eventually like i like he tried to call me and i like i missed it and then i went to call him back and he didn't pick up i called him twice and then he like texted me and i was basically like we're inside like come on and then uh he's basically like where are you guys? It's like, we are literally right inside the bar, chilling where, where, where you left us. Um, and then he's basically like, I'm like not allowed back in there. Uh, like, cause I got into a fight outside and it was like a big group. And yeah, he was saying just slur, like slurs on slurs. Oh. And so then he's like, soup, cause that whole ordeal was probably like maybe half an hour that he was out there. That was like a real big scene. Um, but he also, he's also just that type that just disappear on you. So it's like, I'm not going to fucking chase you. He was so hurt that like he didn't cross our minds while we were chilling and it's like dude like you who knows like you know you claim you, you like fuck all these random gross girls like in public you also like disappear with sketchy people all the time like i just thought you were doing the usual thing um and so the whole time he's like make because when he introduces me to people he says that i'm like the greatest person he's ever met and just like puts me over like jesus um but and so he like literally immediately like let's like, even though he didn't actually address me like this but like he like basically like courtesies me like you know what it's not a problem that like you didn't check on me but him i came out with him like you met up with us but i came out with him and he's focused on the roommate and he just goes fucking ballistic oh wait actually he got he had gotten in that time he had left uh and went to another bar like just like a, a block over and then he got boosted from there immediately because he just went in being aggressive yeah and he claims he claims he was trying to uh <laughs> compliment this guy's shirt and that the guy like was being disrespectful, and it's like I doubt that. I doubt it. Be- yeah, um, and so like he's basically like really worked up because he felt like he was treated like a second class citizen, which is like that you would be lucky to be treated like a second, second class, class citizen. citizen. It's like yeah, I, honestly, it's like you're. I, I feel bad for you, but you're the scum of the earth. Um, and so yeah, he had he had gotten like boosted immediately at another bar too. So that's three in a row. Three. Wow. Um, and, he, and he's hot about it. And he's like claiming that he was having a good night before all these people. No, started. he wasn't. At no point was he enjoying the night, and nobody was enjoying his presence. Nobody. And so he's all in on the roommate and basically being like, you're a fucking bitch. And, like, the roommate had said something like, oh, like, dude, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Like, we didn't know. And then he's, like, going ballistic where it's like, I'm dis- I'm gone for, like, this amount of time, and you never fucking, like, call me. Like, when, when Rusty went out to the car, like, when I took space earlier, he was like, I called him, like, immediately. And it's like, yeah, that's a problem. Like, don't do that. Um, and so I, 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 he wants to go to an after hours club and he wants to go to that, uh, when that's like predominantly black. Do not allow him there. Yeah. And he's insisting that I go. And he's like, he's also like, like real wobbly. And it's like, you know, he's going to go in there and just start really start some shit. Um, and so I, I'm insisting that we don't like that. I don't even take him there. Like he not go. Um, and they lived like in the complete opposite direction, but I felt so bad for the roommate. Cause like, he was so crazy that night that it's like, and he was like, now he's like focusing, like, it's basically like all those bad things happen because of you. And it's like, no, all those things happen because of you, Mr. X. And so 
he's like he, he keeps calling him like keeps dropping the n-bomb calling him that and that guy's white too uh and then he's also being like you're a bitch pussy like you're a pussy you have a pussy and uh yeah and like yeah homophobic slurs too and the guy literally was just like dude like i'm sorry and then i i like intervened and was like like you know to be fair brother like he didn't know like we didn't know that any of that was happening so like obviously it's not like we saw you that happening and disregarded it although honestly if i saw it happening i would dis- disregard it you know he would we all have to exactly because yeah it's like you can't stand up for somebody like that no you it, can't no you will go down with them um and so he's like so worked up and he's feeling like because that guy said sorry which is like is that not what you want to hear um he kept he thought that he was like spinning it and making it about him which is like at no point did he imply anything about him like himself and like that's what he's like really hanging on to and then the guy's like you know like so uh his roommate like says to like uh mr x it's like you know obviously we didn't know and like didn't want that to happen like you know like i'm sorry and like he is like shut the fuck up and he's like screaming so loud that it like hurts your ears and he's being like i'm gonna fucking kill you and he keeps like threatening the roommate who's been nice enough to let your dirty ass like sleep there pro bono and so then um, he's basically being like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to come back there and beat the shit out of you. And there's like nothing you could do about it because you're a bitch, a bitch made, blah, blah, blah. And then he like lunges from the front seat uh, into the back to like hit him. And I, it, it was just such a like abusive scene. So you're in, all three of them are in a car right now. Yeah. And okay. so it's like I'm driving. I'm driving. Mr. X is riding shoddy. And then the roommate's in the back. And yeah, he's like lunging over, and it's like he also never puts his seatbelt on, so you just get that horrible like beeping the whole time. And when you oh, tell him to put it, why? Oh. when you tell him to put it on, he'll be like, "It is on." It's like, no, it's not. No, like, I can no, see we, we hear it. He's just such a fucking asshole. Um, and so then we're like getting close to the house, and he's like getting increasingly like aggressive and violent. And I like try to like push him back into his seat, and he he's like just like it's like the drugs make you like your body go into overdrive. Yep. And so he's really pushing through, but I also have to fucking keep my hands on the wheel. And so, um, like, he, like, relaxes, like, I put that in quotation marks for one second, and apologizes to me, and is basically like, you know, I just, I just need him to shut the fuck up. And then he just, like, wouldn't let it go, because he, the guy did shut up, but he just kept going on him, like, cutting the promo, and he went to attack him again. And then, like, the roommate, uh, I was driving full speed, he literally went to open the door and get out, like, jump out, and then I, I was, like, basically, like, shut that door, and he was like, I'm gonna get out here and just walk. And so then, um... I'm like, dude, like, I, you're, you cannot go to that after-hours club. You just can't. And so then he realized he didn't have his keys to the house. So now he had to wait uh, outside the house. Like, we, I had to wait with him, basically, for the roommate to get back to let him in to get his own keys. And the second the roommate comes up, he's, like, like riding a scooter. He gets out of the car with, like, no jacket on. And it's, like, looking insane. And then he goes up to the roommate and starts cursing him out in the middle of the street at, like, 3 in the morning. Or, like, maybe, like, 2 in the morning. So, yeah, he's just, like, completely fucked up and unhinged. He goes inside for, like, a few minutes, and then he comes back, and it's, like, I just, I stayed on the premises because I really, like, felt like something bad could actually happen, and it would be probably for the best that somebody knows. Um, And so he comes back out to me, and he's, like, so fucking worked up and, like, basically being, like, if I go back in there, like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Like, I know that. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. It's, like, obviously, I don't want that to happen. But I also don't want to drop him off at the <laughs> the club because it's like he's going to be racist there. And also get uh, murdered. Yeah, and yeah, it's like I, I honestly I don't see him living past next month. It's like he's also been uh, trying to rip off and like scheming to rip off like people for big purchases, which is not a good thing to do. No. Um, some what well, actually one of the, I, I think the guy was gang affiliated, 
was like trying to buy like a lump sum and, and he like completely like chipped him. And then that guy showed up with a bunch of people and we're like banging on the door, like banging on the house and being like, we know you're fucking in there like you bitches. And his poor roommate has to like be like huddled in the kitchen with a baseball bat, like just terrified. And it's like, it's also fucked up to do that. At, like, and give some, your, like somebody else's address for like you. It's like, I live here. And it's like, you're lived, like you're posting up here, but it's like, that's not your house. Um, and so, yeah, he's like insisting that he like can't go in. And it's like, and I, I live near the, that other club and it's like, he's just in like being so insistent and it's like, it's like, all right, I will give you a ride, but like, that's it. Like you, you get out there and I'm, and I'm leaving. Um, cause he'll also like always expect me to give him a ride home. And I always say, it's like, if I'm taking you here, I'm not driving back like over there. Like you got two options, you get a ride now or whatever. Um, and so we end up going over there and then the club is closed and it's like, fuck, like I need this guy to get the fuck out of my ha- like my car right now. And he just keeps lingering and he's saying all this racist shit and he's talking about all the people who work there and wanting to throw like a Molotov cocktail and like basically like murder them all. And then he kept, he kept being like, and I hate when people, when white people say this, where it's like, I don't hate uh, black people. I hate N words. And it's like, like, it's like some kind of profound, like insight into racism. And so he's saying that. And then he cut that part out. It's just not needed. We already know what he's like. Yeah. Well, no, that, um, cause no, but then he said, he said that. And then he was like, uh, actually, and I also hate black people. And I was like, fuck, man. And you're half black, allegedly. That's fucked up. And so he's like, just, he's in like a, a loop of uh, like conversation, just saying the same fucking shit. And he's supposed to be calling an Uber, but he like has his phone open, but he keeps not doing it. And so he like ended up trapping me for like probably like 45 minutes there. And then I, again, I'm like, dude, like, where's that Uber at? Like, when is that? And then he kept being like, oh, fuck, I forgot. So eventually the Uber like shows up and then he goes home. And then that's when we, uh, the whole point of this episode, that's when I get a call from him. It is about like five in the morning, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So I expected, um, him to basically be like, I just killed this dude and I I need to like somewhere to lay low. Oh, cause he also was planning to uh, rip off another person, uh, the next day and like for like a really large amount of money and then like basically bounce. And he, his plan was basically like, I'm going to rip this dude off at my roommate's house. And then I'm going to kill my roommate and then basically like skip town and, and like go post up somewhere. It's like, you have nowhere to post up. No, you have nowhere That's to post why up. you're in this situation. Yeah. So when I see the call, I'm like, and again, I never really pick up his calls, but I, I'm like, this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I started recording late. This call was so fucking long. It went past an hour. Wow. Um, and yes, but then I did get like some good shit. No, you got excellent shit, shit, Rusty. There was, oh, you, there's so much stuff you would have loved though. Um, but yeah, that's the setup. Uh, you may roll clip. Let it rip. I'm kicking your door open. You got fucking 10 seconds. Nigga better wake the fuck up. I'm not playing with you. 10. I'm counting in my fucking head, dog. I'm going to kick your fucking door right off the fucking hinges, nigga. I swear, God. You got fucking five seconds, Ken. You know what? You got five seconds on shit. You fucking need these. Facts. Such a faggot, dude. Uh, like, how do I live with such a, such a bitch? 
How do you be such a fucking bitch, dude? I don't get it. I could never live with myself. I would have killed myself so long ago if I had to walk in this shirt, kids. I would have. Totally. Like, that's some fucking... That's some shit like my sisters would do when I was, like, ten or five. You fucking bum. It's like he wasn't even eating it. He just had it in there. What a fucking bum-ass nigga, dog. Literally. Yo, put on a... You better put on some YouTube videos we're gonna fucking fight real quick, and... Oh, God. Alright, well, you're fucking tiny anyway. I mean, you're gonna shatter your fucking face with one shot. You're gonna be fucking prison. I'm sending it at the proper job. Okay, you can say whatever he wants to. No one manipulated him. You went to the field with the fucking devil, and you're gonna fucking pay. Faggot. Wrong one. I mean, fuck, you saw people walked away from me there tonight in public. And this fucking kid, that's why he's locked in this fucking room. He knows the fucking devil he lives with now. I will not fuck with this kid. My fucking house, bitch! Oh, God! This is how you gotta be sometimes, man. You gotta be a little assertive. You got, what, what kind of guns you got in that motherfucker? Uh, none, actually. In Cyberpunk? Oh, waiting. Cyberpunk, yeah, I've got, uh, I've been fucking leaning on a katana and then, uh, nice shoddy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Kind of shotgun. Um, it is an M. Uh, let me actually check that real quick. Um, um, M1? M238 Tactician. Nice, dude. I used to have a Mossberg. Oh, that's nice. That's classic. Dude, I got for a deal. I got for like a grand in Virginia. I was doing a job for a dude. And he was sitting around for a fucking breath. And like, it had a short stock on it. Like, it was, it was almost, it was no stock. No stock. Um, I kept it myself. That's some Metal Gear Solid shit. Dude, I got picture. I was all fucking doing all silver. Beautiful. Like, uh, see how fast I had this little fucking bitch to move his ass out, dude? I'm not fucking playing with nobody dead. Wait, did he, did he put the man? food out in the hallway? You ever heard of a life or death situation? Welcome to the fucking world, nigga. Fuck this new world. Because you can pay with your fucking life, dude. Oh, God. I'm very nice. What the fuck is that shit? Bro, I'm eating fucking uh, cinnamon, cooked cinnamon fucking bullshit. Wow. <laughs> Waiting for the fucking police to show up from this little snitch bitch. I'm sorry, I'm not calling. If the police do show up, are you gonna keep uh, keep it cool? Okay, dude, you can hang yourself, dude. Hey, I'm a fugitive kid from Harvard. I'll fucking spill everything right now just to see his little fucking face cry. I will. I'll survive. Fucking amusing. It is. Puppet, puppet pulls the fucking string. Won't be like this. Everything's got the fuck off. So 
just shut the fuck up and let you drive and didn't talk for you and talk for fucking everyone, nigga. You won shrimp ass fucking do my boys twice your fucking night and shut the fuck up. Like, don't ever be brave, like, like fucking just like earlier, dude. Like, I, I, dude, if a motherfucker speaks to me, dog, you knock the fuck out, dude. I'm knocking you the fuck out. Talk to me, then I'm knocking the fuck out, dude. So this this phone call, I, I'm not racist myself at all, at all. I, I know there's a lot of racial epithets in that call. It's all homophobic slurs and fucking. You know what's even worse? The quality is so loud, but it's so like, uh, what do you call it? like together close like the audio waves? I couldn't beep out the slurs. 
Like, oh, really? Like, every time I try cutting out one of the individual, like, slurs or epithets, like a beep noise, it like, just derailed the whole thing. And you know what? Oh, sure. This guy is not a guy we don't, like, we won't like him either way. And no one really knows who he is unless if you know him in person and can say what, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Like, Yeah, honestly, fuck him. It's like, if that's the shit that's coming out of your mouth, you deserve to be exposed. Fuck exactly. You. So let him expose himself for whatever. Yeah. And it's like, to, to call me... And then just have this complete and total meltdown is insane. <laughs> it's like, it's insane. And my wife, it's like, you know, she's getting up for work at like, you know, whatever, like five, five or six. Um, and I like, I'm having, I have him on speakerphone because I'm like, I got to record, record this. You had to record this. You know, had, you know, you're, I was, you were turning into me. Yeah. And that, yes, yeah, it's, it's not something I always do. It's uh, something I always I do. do. <laughs> you sick fuck. But I, know. I, I just knew, I just like, based on like the beginning, it was like, this is gold. And I, I literally, the whole time, I was like, Teo's going to love this. I, I, well, I, so, I did, and I did. So the, uh, like, the, like the call, like, or the, the clip that we played, um, it starts off with that countdown. And so, like, I don't know if you picked up, but the roommate had taken all of his food into the room. Yeah. Where it's like, that's his shit. And he is, uh, Mr. X is so fucking furious about that. And he's, like, banging on the door, and the guy's locked in there. And he's, like, pounding, and he's, like, saying all these, like, slurs and shit and then he does like the countdown and his, and then like the, the roommate like ended up giving him the food like he just opened the door and threw it on the ground and then it's like when he did it he was like yeah you fucking bitch like blah 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 like you know you made a fucking deal with the devil this is my house bitch and it's like you are a fugitive and you have nothing like th- you do not speak like this wait wait, wait. Um, and they know he's a fugitive hypothetically and then he's not he's banned in so many like shelters and homeless places in halfway houses, why don't they know where to locate the fucker and arrest him? Um. Well, yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. Um. But but he's also uh, implying in the in like that clip that he will call the police on him and be like, "I'm a fugitive and he's been harboring me." Yeah. Which is so fucked up. It's literally like you are. It's like so snake-like. It's just venomous. It is very uh, venomous. And it's like this guy is like so nice and patient. It was so fucked up. And the guy, apparently, the, um, the guy, well, the guy has three cats. And they're all adorable. But there's one younger one that has respiratory issues that likes to hang out in uh, Mr. X's room. And, like, he'll literally, like, s- apparently, like, smoke crack and, like, blow it at the cat. How oh. fucking fucked up is that? Bringing the cat high and shit. And, yeah, he's, like, there's been a few times where it was almost like a cooking show where he was, like, showing me how to make crack. And it's like, it, it's so easy, people. Anybody could do it. It's like just so disgusting. It's really and disgusting. Has, you can look he, up videos on YouTube on it. Yeah, and he has the worst coughing fits after he does it. Like it sounds like he's fucking dying. Um, but yeah, he he's just going fucking ballistic on this guy, and it's like really, like really a lot of violent threats. And I had texted the dude too because I don't want to like tell him that I recorded it, but I was like, you it should, kind of should be out there if evidence, like mm-hmm. that's what at least I thought. Like it's it, funny, it's funny to me, but it's also evidence of anything further or worse goes down yeah yeah i just personally like yeah i I don't want to be the one i don't want to be associated but yeah the guy luckily he did end up recording him because i also said to mr x which is just like it was more so like i was like also on the phone with him to distract him from the roommate which it was like he was less like interacting with him a lot less but apparently he's like accused the roommate of stealing and like recently he like put him in a stranglehold and like he almost passed out and it's like he's been saying shit like this is my house bitch and it's like if he pays any kind of rent, it's literally like a hundred bucks. Like that's it. It's ridiculous. Um, and so yeah, then like uh, like it's like there's so many threats, like so many personal threats and like intimidation 
It's like, you should absolutely have this locked and loaded because he will try to fuck you. He fucks everybody he's ever met. Um, and that's also why I keep my distance from him. But um, yeah, that's uh, th- that clip really does speak for itself. It really does. He's it's entertaining totally and insane. violent. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And so yeah, uh, last night when we were coming back from my chiropractor's uh, thing, like I had stopped at one bar and then he was there. Uh, and he was like clearly not having a good night. And then he comes up and it's basically he's screaming, my guy, my guy. And everybody's looking at me like I'm also an asshole. And then he's like, you know, saying all this shit about his roommate. And I keep being like, your roommate's like actually a pretty good guy. Um, and so then uh, he like is like pleading with me that he come in our car. And it's like, I'm with my wife and I will absolutely not have you around her. Like, I, like I'm, I've got those like slight uh, scum attributes. She has none. Like, it's just she's so above it. Um, yeah. And then we end up. We end up, he ends up making it to the after hour spot that we went to and he's just going fucking crazy and he gets into a fight with everybody there. It's, it's just like his, his MO. He, he just gets like fucking fucked up and starts a fight and gets like just so aggressive. And the roommate told me he was scheming and like saying he was going to rip off as many people yesterday as he could and then like get, get into some violence because like he's craving violence. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Um, and so then what's funny is uh, like I'm like trying to avoid him he brings over this like 42 year old scumbag and introduces us. And then he goes to the bathroom and then the 42 year old just like lingers and is like telling us like fun facts. Like he skates skateboards and shit. It's like, we didn't ask and we don't care. Um, and so, uh, I ultimately I really hear the aggression coming out of your voice. Now this guy, it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, for me, it's like the audacity. How dare you? Yeah. This, this man. Um, and so like, I, I like, I'm, I'm the, the fucking loser guy, the older guy, it's like, are you guys going to be here? Like, cause I was like, we're going to go get a drink or something. Like, I'm not <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then we're both like, yeah, let's get a drink and maybe hit the dance floor, which is usually like a good way to like get some distance. A lot of times though, people do follow you. Yeah. They do. Sad people do. So he was basically like, you guys can leave your coats here. And like, I'll watch him. And it's like, <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. no, yeah. he's going to go for your <laughs> money and your wallets. And pockets. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like Busty's like, basically like yeah whatever like i guess so it's like as good a place as any um and so then when we come back the table's completely full of people and that guy's there and he's sitting on all of our like our jackets and he's like i kept him safe and it's like you literally had your dirty fucking asshole on our clothes like on our shit and you smell like shit it was so fucking annoying and then we just i was like done with her Um, (laughs) there was this like girl there who was uh, at that table because they basically was like it was like an almost open table just this one loser's there so it's like do you mind if we sit here and she's there with her dad and her dad seems cool as fuck He's showering me with praise on my amazing attire. And then uh, Mr. X comes over like to solicit the girl first. And then he goes up to her dad and is trying to like like sell some drugs to him. And it, it was not going over. And so then uh, apparently, because he, he was calling me at like 5 in the morning today. <laughs> then, and it's like, I'm not, no, are you fucking insane? And then, uh, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not, and like, apparently after the, 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 that explosive call and stuff, he was a big fucking bastard and then tried to apologize, but it's like, dude, the damage is done and you don't mean it. So apparently, uh, cause like we went out the front door and he, I know he was going to try to grab a ride and it's not an option. And I, I'm fucking sick of him this night. Um, and so like we beeline it cause it looks like he's having a, an intense conversation with somebody, like things are getting heated. And apparently he got the shit beaten out of him <laughs> after we left and he got robbed. And like, yeah, it's like you. I, I'm surprised it took this long for this to happen. Karma catches up, no matter how it always catches up, no matter how slow it does work itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then he fucking was calling me later at like 9:25 a.m. It's like get out of my life, get the you, fuck you, out, get out, yeah, get out. Of his life. But yeah, yeah. I'm, um, he was like, at, he has been dying for me to like call him and so he can talk about it. And he, he was like texting me today, being like, 
you know, like, how come you never fucking answer when I call you? And it's like, I, I'm with my wife. And whatever you have to say on the phone is not a conversation I want to have with, in front of my wife. It's like, just, it's like so like low, just low spiritually. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm, there's, I'm probably going to uh, hear him out and probably record the story and let you know about it. Please do. We'll make it an addendum to this. Absolutely. And that's the tale of Mr. X for now. Editing together the opening and first uh, segment involving Mr. X of Rushy Shackleford. Me and Rushy Shackleford planned for three days, and it took us four hours to record everything. There was so much content on my hard drive right now involving Mr. X. And as soon, like today, um, I uh, texted Rushy Shackleford and told him the first segment of the four hours recorded is done which is the segment you just listened to, and he immediately texted me back as good. I have another three-hour rant recorded from Mr. X himself. I'm waiting on that file. I'm going to cut it up, listen to it, and see what Rusty sent me, because I haven't heard it yet. But this um, episode is all about exposing people from their very own words. And I don't mean this as an ad hominem. I don't mean this as an attack or criticism. But a few people messaged me recently saying I should address it. An event happened to me recently for a large portion of a recent uh, Patreon episode of Microsoft's new podcast, Out for Smokes, about a fairly controversial subject, I guess, around me. I'm not personally offended by it, but my mother was absolutely enraged by it. But it wasn't relatives. It was over uh, two comics and two fans of the... Uh, his new podcast, and who also listened to mine, said to address it. I don't really don't have anything to say about it. This Patreon Alpha Smoke segment about me. I'm gonna let it rip. Um, so what you been up to, man? Um, uh, nothing. You know, I was on the road since uh, since Wednesday. I did Chicago, and I did, uh, and then I went to uh, Des Moines, and I did uh, Teehees out in Des Moines. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Pretty uneventful. I'm busy. I'm going. I'm traveling. I'm getting rental cars. I'm uh, you picking them up. They upgraded me. I got an upgrade to a. Uh, I got a Mustang. You know, I drove the Mustang from Chicago to uh, Des Moines. I'm getting on flights. I'm getting on buses. You know, and it's like, it's good. It's good to keep your brain uh, occupied. Oh, for sure. You know. Yeah, man, I'm I'm happy for you. You're uh, it's 2023, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's an uneventful weekend, and you named what two, three places you went to to perform. So yeah, I don't know. I've just been like, just the past few days, I've just been kind of like go go go, and uh, and uh, a friend of the show, uh, a friend of the show, Mateo. You know, you know Mateo uh, Pasquale, right? N- I don't know. No, I know Mateo Lane. I don't know M- Mateo okay. Pasquale. So Mate- Mateo Pasquale is a comic. He's he's 100 listening right now. Um, but, uh, he's a comic, he's got autism, nice guy, Patreon subscriber, and, uh, and, uh, he texts, he texts me a lot, you know? Like, he, like, he doesn't text me a lot, but he texts me more than any, it's, it's like, when you, the people who text me, it's like Deb and then Mateo. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that always the case, dude? I got about nine very autistic men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who yeah. just want to talk wrestling with me? It's Who like, just brother, wanna, right. I love wrestling. Right, right, right. Um, stop calling. Like, I have guys who call my phone. Yeah. That that I don't know them. Yeah. You know, I love a guy who messages. Anybody who messages, I'll fucking no, message No, and it's like, that's who we do the show for. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, but like, uh, it's it's you know, I don't need a person I don't know calling me after every episode yeah. of wrestling happens. You know, like I yeah. That's and then you don't and then you don't want to f- you don't want to feel like you don't want to be like a dick. By the way, yeah. I'll message people all day about fucking wrestling. It's just a phone yeah. call. It's like it feels like an attack. It's like yeah. god damn, man. I'm with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know you. Don't I know, call I know. me. <laughs> I know and, and it's always it, it's always something cuz cuz he's always got some like weird like demand where he's like Hey, do you think you can come to Staten Island and do my podcast on November 17th? Like, he's asking me to, uh, about stuff, like, in November of this year. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have to be, like, I, like, I want to be, like, polite. Um, but I'm always like, I, I, honestly, man, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Well, Mateo, Besides, I'll do it. November what? 22nd? Yeah. yeah. Text Scott. I'm, I'm free. Te- actually, where's, yeah, I'll give you Scott's phone don't number. Don't you dare. Yeah. Um, oh, I wouldn't mind. But yeah, no, no, he's a he's 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 a friend of mine. But it's like it's like if you look at the people who text me the most, it's yeah, it's my wife and then him and then maybe my mother. And he doesn't text me that much. But it's like I don't talk. I don't really talk to anybody. You know, no, same maybe it's probably it's probably it's probably my wife. It's literally probably my wife, you and Sean and then and then him. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. Uh, So he'll so sometimes he'll be like, yeah, I'm producing a show or like, can you give me feedback on this or like. You know, whatever. And I probably respond to about, if I'm being honest, I probably respond to about 27% of this autistic man's text messages. You know? Yeah, that's a reasonable percentage. W- which I think it's a reasonable percentage. I mean, Honestly, I, w- I think that's a little mean. I think you should answer him more. I would, I've yeah. never answered someone only 20%. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably, if you looked at my phone, it's probably five messages for every response. But then sometimes when I respond, I'm, I, you know, I try to respond immediately, like when I'm able to respond, because I'm going, I'm moving around a lot. So when I'm able to respond, I respond, you know, <laughs> as best I can, literally as best I can. But, um, but last night, so I like, so yesterday, like I, you know, my, my flight gets in, I had a direct flight, luckily, and then like. I get off the plane. I check the. Uh, I don't really take lifts. I don't take lifts or Ubers to the to and from the airport. I take the train. But uh, I get on the bus from LaGuardia to go to the train. I'm. Fo- I come to find out I'm on the wrong bus. I wait for another bus. The bus goes to, uh, you know, Astoria. Bus goes to Astoria. I take the. I take three trains back to the G. I get to the G, and, and uh, the G's not running. It's only running. It's running shuttle for a couple stops. I get on the shuttle bus. I get on the G train. I take. I get. I, you know. I get home. I go out to meet my family. Uh, you know. I come home. The house is a fucking pigsty. Like you know. I made dinner. Deb was like, because I, I called Deb at the airport. I was like, I'll make dinner. You know. I don't want to go out or anything. I'll make dinner. So. Uh, She's like, "All right, um, can we have chicken cutlets?" I don't, I don't like making chicken cutlets. She ended up making the chicken cutlets. I don't, don't want to make like the chicken, chicken cutlets. cutlets. How do you make them, bro? Well, I don't like them because it's like it's me- it's messy, and it's oh. just an- annoying. You end up dirtying a lot of your bowls. Oh, that's a fact, brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in terms of dirtying dirtying bowls, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes a huge mess. We have a small kitchen. I don't, you know, I don't. It's it's your hands get all messy. Your hands get sticky and messy. So I'm like, yeah. God forbid the dog gets do sick or your kid gets sick, and you go, "Did you touch something with the chicken and you yeah. didn't wash it?" And you yeah. Go, Fuck it. Yeah. Let it all die. Let them all die from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From chicken. From yeah. I touched the yeah, table, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and now we're all dead. That happens to me a lot. Every time I t- I t- I cook chicken. Uh-huh. It's like, did you grab the fridge handle? I know, with, I know. With chick- I'm like, no, I actually didn't. It, yeah. It's wet because I washed my hands. I washed my hands, yeah. 
And then I go, yeah, I, I, hope, just... I hope I wake up tomorrow and you, and you all died from salmonella. What do you, you, <laughs> you die from chicken? What's the chicken? It's, I think it's salmonella. Yeah. Chicken disease. Oh. Go, what have I done? El pollo bacterio. <laughs> um, oh, that's what you know it as? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> then, then I'm like, so then I like, I get stuck making dinner and Deb's giving the baby a bath. And I was like, I shouldn't have done this, but I was like, I knew I was going to get stuck making these fucking chicken cutlets. And then she was like, okay, I'll give the baby a bath. and I'll, Or she's like, you give the baby a bath and I'll make the chicken cutlets. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, and then I like, uh, so I give the baby a bath. And then I go like a little later and I open the dishwasher. The dishwasher's full, but it wasn't like run. And like, this is something that women just complain about all the time about their husbands, you know. They're like, oh, my idiot husband left the... So I went out and I, I feel bad about this also. I like I cursed at her. I said I said uh I said the fucking dishwasher's full. I said the fucking dishwasher's full. You didn't even start it. <laughs> she was like, I'm sorry, can you not curse at me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't even start the dishwasher. <laughs> I just yelled at her and didn't start it myself. <laughs> But uh, so so then it's like so you know uh, we there's well, I got a TV in my kitchen now so we put on Indiana Jones and we ate dinner, and um, and then you know we gave the baby a bath and we laid down and then I'm just like I'm just like not tired for some reason you know it's like t- twelve o'clock one o'clock, I'm like I'm not tired I don't want to just like go to bed I'm just I'm just gonna kind of dick around on my phone until I get tired but I'm still kind of stressed out because she's waking up Deb's waking up at nine in the morning. And uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure I got enough rest. Um, sure. But I'm kind of like, st- I'm just kind of like stressed out from the whole like traveling day and everything. <laughs> and then <laughs> I get a text from Mateo. <laughs> so I finally like lay down. I, you know, I like, I grab my phone. I'm, gonna, I'm like, I'm going to watch some TikToks in bed. Let me grab my phone, put my, uh, put my headphones on. I'm watching TikToks. And then I at two thirty two thirty four two thirty four AM I get this text. My grandmother died. Can you come to the memorial service in March? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it in March? Because of winter? What are they doing with her body? Yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of people do that now. Really? Yo, motherfuckers are too busy for death now. It's pretty yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. R- remember like that was the test if you gave a fuck or not. You know, you go because uh-huh. you, you can't bury him that I, week. Yeah, I I forget the joke yeah. I used to have. I used to have a joke a joke about how like funerals are um they're like rude, you know? Like yeah. you, like you always find out like 2 days before. You never yeah. right, you're never given enough advance and if it was yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a stupid joke. But you have to like th- stop your yeah, yeah. But that's the part of a funeral is like wherever you are in the world, mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. you stop and will you travel mm-hmm. if that person died? Mhm. And you know, family will judge you for a long time, and and and, yeah. and a lot of things will happen. That's so right. fucking funny. So, but right. now what happens? Yeah, yeah, no, because I remember when COVID, my, when my like grandpa. Well, sorry, go ahead. What are you saying? Oh, that's so great. Yeah, so yeah. I, I've noticed since COVID, people just like they don't. Some people don't even do a funeral, you know, and you yeah. do a memorial service instead. So yeah, you burn someone's ashes, right, and yeah. then you yeah, save yeah. them until you go. When's the weather going to be nice? Yeah, and then Mateo's family went. Maybe March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all it was. They go, well, maybe right. we'll all want to hang out in March. Right, right. But definitely not now. We just did Christmas. You know, yeah. it's all. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm just so I'm just stressed out. I'm just stressed out from like my whole day and everything and thinking about the next day. 
Cause I, cause I want, I'm like, I gotta, I'm gonna go to Jersey tomorrow. I gotta move the car before 9:30, cause there's street cleaning, and I gotta go see my dog, cause my dog's, I'm neglecting my dog. He's at my mom's house, and I just like, I go, <laughs> this is my response. I go, I don't know, man. I guess. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. <laughs> I just said, <laughs> you fucking cunt. I know I'm a fucking cunt. But <laughs> you better just, off not responding I at just all. Couldn't, I just couldn't keep it in. I just gonna keep it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I said I and I said like I gave him the I don't know, man. Like I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. Like man, clearly I being an annoyed. You know, clearly being annoyed with him. Because <laughs> 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 I was because like, I was like you know I don't, I don't know I didn't know her. Yeah. No. And he's old enough to not have to like even tell anybody that it happened. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to stop telling people your grandparents died after a certain age. Right. You go, okay, and tomorrow's Tuesday. Like, what? what is occurring right now? Right. right. Just stating, like, the obvious? I mean, we are friend. We, we are, like, I mean, Mateo's my friend and everything. No, I understand you're friends, and friends can share everything they're stressed know. about, except right. their grandparents, because, right. as we know, yeah. But it's like, I didn't ask any of my friends to come to my grandmother's funeral. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect people to I wouldn't expect like Sam. I mean maybe you. You don't have anything really going on. I'm not going to your fucking But I wouldn't funeral. but I wouldn't ask like, you know, Sam or Soder or like, you know. Can you come? I'm like I don't I don't know like what how big of a commitment is that? Well, it's not really. It's just a day. It's not really a commitment. It's a day, but it's a day. It's a day. It's more than say can it's I bring more the kid? 2 hours. Yeah, say can I bring you the know? kid? A viewing, maybe. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we gotta... He's gotta go, you wanna see a dead Service. body. He's gotta find right. a way to reword that to make right. you interested. Right. Hey, right. Hey, hey, Mike, in March, you wanna see it, an, an old dead lady's body? Yeah. That's interesting, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we just burnt this old lady into tiny ashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I'm there. <laughs> Deborah, clear my calendar. <laughs> I have to go. Yeah, it's awkward when you go to a funeral and you don't really like know the person who passed. You know, you're just there. Yeah, like, I was a big show up at a funeral guy for a while. Yeah, I, uh, I would drive hours to go to funerals. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. People it's yeah, it's a nice gesture. Yeah, no matter who they were in my life, if I kind of knew them, I'd show up. Well, when your when your dad died, I, I actually I rented a uh, like a 15 passenger van. I remember I that. Said, I said, hey, anyone who wants to go to Scott's dad's. Okay, viewing. so that was you. That I didn't even know that was you, dude. Oh, thank really? you. No, I thought it was like Rebecca or something. Oh, it was me, baby. Oh, thank you so I much. I used my fucking corporate account. Yeah, and a bunch of this is what two thousand thirteen. Yeah. And, and, and uh, one of the and one of the comics, I'll say who it is because it's Patreon. So, so I was like, yeah, everybody. It's like you know, if you can just all throw me like twenty bucks, you know, that'll cover the cost of the the rent the the rental van. And uh, and Eli Sayers was like, uh, yeah, I'm a little tight on. He's like, I'm a little tight on money right now. Can I still come? I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, I remember Eli showing. I love Eli the death. Yeah, I remember Eli showing up. Uh, he had a belt on yeah. that was broken in half. So like, yeah, yeah and you could yeah. see like you know cardboard belts, like, yeah. <laughs> like where yeah. it's like leather but cardboard in it or yeah, whatever, yeah, like yeah. leather, and it was ripped in half. But he still had it like on like laying on it 
laying on each other. I can't explain yeah. it. He was yeah. just, and he looked like he had just changed a tire. I remember <laughs> yeah, that. I know. It's I so funny. Going, like How <laughs> did you just change a tire and come here? People that you know, when you when you see like what some people's idea of dressing up is. Oh, I know. It's amazing. Like Mullen was telling me that his uh, his stepdad went to his daughter's wedding in like in like dickies and like a like a black bowling shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was like his. <laughs> It's like wedding outfit. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And uh, so you, should I? Should I apologize to Mateo? I mean, I I don't I don't. I said I don't know, man. I I guess. <laughs> I think you need to show up to the funeral. You need I to think go. I, need to to the go I have to go now. I have to go. Yeah, to you need to go to the repast, and then you need to like bring him to a strip club or something that night. Yeah. Make it right. a whole thing. Make it a whole right. thing. Right. Anyway, I guess uh, re-listening to what it's kind of tasteless. This whole fucking episode is tasteless from beginning to end. But I'm a fan of tasteless content. Anyway, to end on a good note, uh, as you heard from the clip from Abridged from Out for Smokes. Yeah, I forgot to mention before I rolled it, I abridged and cut a lot of stuff, just useless tangents out. But my mother informed me, my grandfather, is doing uh, very well. He's uh, coping, I hear. I haven't really seen him at all since the death. But we'll we'll see um, how he handles it long term, whatever. What I wanted to touch up on, I've been meaning to tell this on the podcast forever, is that my grandfather is a public figure for New York City. He's been in many documentaries, many news shows on New York One. He gave the eulogy for uh, the mayor, Ed Koch's funeral, alongside with uh, Mayor Bloomberg and ex-former President Bill Clinton. You can, I'm not going to say, like, or and put the link in the description or uh, of the channel on YouTube or in the description box of the podcast, but I can tell you where to find it. Just Google Mayor Bloomberg. Ed Koch funeral eulogy, and you can watch the whole funeral from New York One on Mayor Bloomberg's YouTube channel. But I ripped the audio from that long video of my grandfather giving the eulogy of Ed Koch, and I've always wanted to work this somehow into the episode because I think it's one of the best speeches I've seen him do, and I've seen him do many great speeches. So let's just give this nugget for what it is, a little airtime, and I'll come back and uh, give you a then close out the show. Pat, family, good morning. I'm John LaCicero. I first met Ed in 1963 when he was a district leader in Greenwich Village. A neighborhood issue had come up. Some friends suggested we needed some political clout. So two of us went up to the Village Independent Democrats to speak to him. After I finished my spiel, he said, forget about it. No one's going to go with you on this. By the way, why don't you join the club? I said, join the club? You want me to join the club because I'm Italian? He says, you're right. <laughs> I was shocked, and I'm thinking, here's a guy who said what he thinks. No baloney. I was hooked, and I did join. But his plain speaking was just part of him. He had so many strengths. He was one of those people who wanted the world to be a better place and was willing to put himself on the line to make it happen. You only have to look at his involvement in civil rights when he went to the southern states to help register African Americans to vote and marched in Selma, his stand on gay rights, abortion, women's rights, protesting the war in Vietnam, 
after which he was one of the first to ask for pardons for the guys who deflected to Canada. If he believed in something, he was there. He was extremely goal-oriented. That was a key driving force in him and was very much a part of why he went from district leader to the city council five terms in the House and on to be the mayor of the city of New York. There were things that were needed to be done, and he was willing to spend the energy to see that they were. Just as important, he was able to inspire a cadre of volunteers to believe in him, a group of people who were never paid, had stayed with him, and worked to get him elected through all those years. I must say, looking back, it is remarkable that he and I never had a real argument, particularly since he blamed me for his losing the governorship. <laughs> and in true to form, when he did apologize, he did it in his usual flamboyant style at one of his birthday parties. As you all know, he could be very funny. He could come out with some really off-the-wall stuff. For example, I was with him in a human rights parade, and watching with me was the counsel to the Chinese government. Out of the blue, Ed turned to him and said, if you would like to defect, I would help you. <laughs> then another time, Ding Xiaoping's son, who had been thrown off a balcony in China and had become handicapped, came to New York. He visited Ed at City Hall, at which time Ed asked him, did you get even with the people who did this to you? <laughs> the son made believe he didn't hear a thing. Ed could also be exasperating. I would set up a meeting with a political person or a group and warn him, stay clear of a certain subject, abortion on Staten Island the death penalty on the west side. And what would he do? The first thing out of his mouth after we said hello would be his impassioned stand on abortion or that the death penalty delivered in his high-pitched and somewhat grating voice. That was another thing. We'd go out campaigning on the streets. It wouldn't take him more than five minutes before he would become pugnacious, either arguing with or berating one or all of those grouped around him. But somehow it worked. He was real. He didn't cater to anyone, and that came through. It was, I guess, what New Yorkers were comfortable with, because they elected him to one position after another for all those years. They were good years for me. I was a member of that cadre of loyal workers on each of his campaigns, and I never lost faith in him and what he was trying to do for the city of New York. When he went into City Hall, I saw firsthand how he worked with staff, how he encouraged us, whatever our rank, to speak up, to offer suggestions, to argue. He loved to argue. Best of all, we were close friends. He became a part of our family, our smallest circle, with my wife and my kids, and our entire tribe of relatives when he ran for mayor. 
He joined us on many Christmas Eves and Easter's and spent time with us on Fire Island. And during those many years, there was our Saturday lunch with several close friends where we exchanged views, argued, argued some more, and talked about political issues and the many people we knew, especially those who are here right today. That I will miss greatly. The city has lost the mayor who truly loved it, and I have lost a cherished friend. You can see he got a lot of laughs in that clip. I didn't realize how good humorous timing my grandfather has. Well, anyway, that's the episode of Let Us Be Idiots. I'm going to cut it. Representing on Let Us Be Idiots podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Lou B, U B, Raw, that's a real gig. That's a real gig. But I'ma stay a fool, so let's be idiots. Let's be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. Let us be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. They ask me how I do it, keep them coming with that hot flame. Dames take the reins, act a fool with my pin bangs. Only place I do it is the show that gets the silliest. Tired of being stuffy, so I say let us be idiots. Y'all about to know that I'm the monster with the sick. No, call me PMS, probably million stacking. No, no, let's go. Drop lava rocks, burning infinite. Keep these bastards angry, angry bastards just don't give a nope. ish. Lighting their ways up, bring the real deal. I feel we too much. Make them all squeal, mohill in my clutch. Make them out and now, Ruby, lighting it up. Got you saying, well, Lindy, you be raw, that's a real gig. That's a real gig. But I'ma stay a fool, so let's be idiots. Let's be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. Let us be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots.